Welcome to the Carrie Fuquay and Apex Pediatric Podcast, a space where we help you navigate the complex world of being a parent. Join our community and our host, Dr. Hope Seidel. We're so grateful you're here. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Seidel. I am here, full disclosure, with one of my very favorite people on the planet. It's a little unfair. But um, I'm also here with Charla McKinley uh, because I'm literally obsessed with what she's doing right now, teaching families and kids about money, about managing money, about contributing to the family, like a thousand things. Like I could do the whole podcast just on Charla. Um, so I want to introduce you to my friend, Charla McKinley, <laughs> to talk about uh, tonight. Today, we're going to talk about chores. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, this beautiful gift that we have to decide we're going to love, which is entering things into our home that we may have considered optional before and creating an algorithm that makes sense to our family. So my gift to you is to consider this perspective as a way to help your kids to be more responsible in your home and for you to teach them things. I think Charla, there's no one finer to explain this. And so we're going to talk together uh, today. So Charla, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate your time. This is uh, this is my lane. I love uh, this idea of raising adults. I was an only child, and my I largely um, learned all of these things the hard way. And I really wanted to make sure that I raised my kids as if they were ready and prepared for the next phase because I was not. Um, and so I, I love sharing my ideas and what's working and what's failing. <laughs> no. let, me, let me tell you this. A lot of parents ask me in the office all the time about what I should do about allowance, uh, what we should, what, uh, sometimes I will ask the kids in, the, in a well visit what kind of things they do to contribute to the family. And the natural comment I often get from parents is, I told you, you should be doing the dishwasher. Or, you know, there's some sort of energy around uh, collective embarrassment or a shock from one or the other that that should be part of what they do. Of course, some of my families are on point. Um, but I want your perspective on um, the difference maybe or the similarity between chores and allowance and the way you feel like chores could be beneficial to children and how you model that both in your class and in your home. All right. So for me, I just always, the lens that I look at this through is this idea of what is life going to be like for them as an adult? And so I'm trying to model those things. It's like, will they need this when they're adult? If the answer is yes, then that's how I do it. And so as it relates to chores and an allowance, the way, the thing I landed on was I, as a parent and as a wife, I do not get paid to do chores. And so I feel like if I model that to my kids, where I'm paying them to take care of our community living space, then at some point they are going to have a rude awakening because they will not, as an adult, get paid for that. So for me, I, I separate the two. I definitely give my kids an allowance and I definitely require my kids to do chores and I do not tie those two together there has been times where I have paid my children to do a project 
And there has been times where one kid had to pay the other kid to, but those two separate, uh, a special project, like for example, my son is not, his chore is not to wash my car, but when he is looking for extra money because out of his allowance, the things that I've required him to pay for out of his own money, he's uh, run out naturally, uh, as do we all, right? I'm trying to set that, ex- <laughs> trying to help him learn. And he's run out of money and he's come to me and said, hey, mom, can I have some money, borrow some money? Depends on his attitude on that day. He comes to me, he's looking for more money or he's bemoaning the fact that he doesn't have money. I give him an opportunity to earn money by doing a project like wash my car or, you know, repair the deck, whatever it is that he may be capable of doing. I definitely don't give him more money because that teaches him about debt or that that there's a money tree in the back and there isn't. Um, But I do make make an opportunity for him to earn more money. I think that that's fair. But those two, that isn't in my mind. I'm not paying him for chores. His chores are done um, every week. It's, you know, we have a routine. I ask him to do one or two things every week for the family. And those things he is, he does not get paid to do. Well, let's start with that. Okay. So for some parents, they've not introduced this concept at all about the for the family chore. So let's, I'm hoping my internet connection is okay. Um, Can you hear me, love? I can. It just said it was unstable. So I got nervous. So parents, there's a guilt attached to asking their kids to do things in their home. They're not even really sure to have a conversation, almost like it needs to be a permission to do that are in the home. And the more common thing I get is that school is my child's job or we're so busy with soccer. We don't have time to do that. There's, I know your children have done activities as have mine. So how, before we get into the details about chores and some of the things I know we want to talk about today, what does that conversation look like for some of my parents who have never considered this or who want to do it better? All right. So The first thing is, I I just want to say, I have got a son who is a wonderful human, but he looks at the world very much like you were referring to. It's like, well, why should I have to do that? Or, you know, this is your house, not mine. Those kinds. So because I'm his mother and I've been around him for his whole life and I know that about him, it almost forced me to sort of think, why am I asking him to do chores? I mean, I'm perfectly capable of doing everything I'm asking him and I'm capable of doing it better and certainly faster than, than he would. So why am I asking him to do that? And, and where I got to is that one day, Sooner than I think, he's going to be an adult and he's going to have to manage himself and his space. You know, first it'll be a dorm room, then an apartment, then eventually a house. And I'm not only am I raising an adult, but I'm raising a husband and a father. And I feel like because I saw how painful it was for me to figure all this out as a 23 year old. I don't want him to have to do that. Um, So I don't ask him to do my chores because I need the help. What I, the way I frame it is, no, no, I'm getting you ready 
to do it on your own. Because if you try to do laundry for the first time, when you are five miles away from me, 500 miles away from me, whatever, it's, what are you going to do? YouTube it. So for me, I just tell him, Hey, you know, you are on laundry duty this year. And so I have him, his chore for the year is to do laundry. And because I'm modeling that we are a community in my home, I have him do everyone's laundry. Now, granted, he doesn't, he doesn't do the delicates or he, you know, but he generally, he will do all the, he will do his sister's laundry. He will do his dad's t-shirts. He, they do, he does the community laundry and he learns, Hey, we count on you to do our laundry. And then the next year I, I tend to do it with school year. I tend to say, okay, cause I can look ahead and sort of see, all right, as a sixth grader, this is what your workload and your uh, extracurricular activities will generally be. And therefore, I feel like this is a good time to do, to learn how to do laundry. And so that's what I do. And then he does the laundry for a year. And then after that, he doesn't have to do the laundry again. Now, can he? Yes. And in a pinch, if I got sick or I had to work more or whatever it is, I could call him at any, he hasn't done the laundry. He's now a senior. He hasn't done the laundry since fifth grade, but there has been times where I have called him and said, Hey bud, I'm running late. Can you start the laundry? And guess what his answer is? Yeah. Because he knows how. And, and another perspective I'll share with for everybody who's watching is, is that if a year seems like a long time, I don't do my children's laundry at all. I never have. It's been probably since they were maybe, I don't know, seven and nine. I got tired of clean clothes being in the laundry. Oh. I, I put a little, I was so annoyed. I just put a little card exactly how to do it and um, explain to them. And sometimes my son will do my laundry and hang up all of my workout clothes because he knows what needs to be hung. Um, and my daughter probably has three weeks of laundry in her room that need to be done. My son does it every Sunday. Neither are my problem, right? Because the rule is, is that I don't clean laundry. Now, every once in a while, I will for pleasure. If That's I right. For them, or I have extra time, I'll say bring it up there. But it's an easy task, and we, we're going to talk briefly uh, later, and we can put a little published thing on the podcast too about tasks that are good. And for those of you who have not listened to my um, book club for how to raise an adult, I mean, Charla's ahead of her game on this, but we talk a lot about a couple chapters that are special in that book, and one of them is about chores and things that kids are capable of doing. And that's a great reference in addition to Charla's Instagram. Absolutely. Facebook posts and, um, and website on ways in which you can get your kids involved. All right. So talk to me a little bit about, I love your concept about community and your family. I want you to elaborate a little bit more on that and then talk a little bit more about the details about how just globally chores work for kids in general and the lessons that they teach. All right. So I got the idea. So my kids are five years apart. And so I had started Jack is my oldest. I had started him on this preparing him to be an adult journey, um, you know, much earlier than my daughter. So got my son, who's taught me all of my lessons about raising children. My son, um, he said uh, one day he, he came in and, you know, like you were saying, clean clothes in the laundry. 
but he told me, hey, mom, watch this. And he took off his shirt and it went inside out. And then he threw it in one motion into the laundry. And I remember thinking at the time, he wasn't doing laundry then, he was younger. I remember at the time thinking, oh, what a pain. He puts this thing inside out and now, you know, when I do it and I have to fold it, I have to blah, blah, blah. And so that fast forward several more years and Jack was doing the laundry and he comes in to me and now his sister's five years younger. So he's doing her, you know, three-year-old or four-year-old clothes, whatever it is, you know, the little things. And he goes, he comes in. Kate's playing on the floor and he goes, Kate, I need you to not put your clothes inside out in the laundry. It causes me to do a lot more work. And she's looking up at him. And I just, in that moment, I was like, yes, that's right. Because I told him when I was doing the laundry, what a pain it was, but he didn't care because I was doing it and it didn't hurt him at all. But it was only when he was having to do other people's laundry and he was seeing the messes they made or how they've put clean clothes in the in the dirty clothes that's when he realizes oh wait a minute this is what i do impacts other people because other what other people do, do impacts me so that's it you know he got that year of doing laundry he got really frustrated with Kate because she wouldn't hang up her clothes and, or she put them inside out. And, and that's how he, to me, he's after that, once I started doing his laundry again, because he'd moved on to cooking, when I picked up his laundry again, he was more respectful of and grateful when I did his laundry. And certainly when his sister did his laundry several years later. Right. And tell me a little bit about, because um, I, I really feel like this is an, uh, a missed point with a lot of families, not all, because some of my parents are just amazing at this, but um, especially tell me about responsibility and what that does for a kid in general, you know, and, and showing what that sh- shows a kid. And then as a kind of connector to that, talking about how parents need to uh, behave when their children are doing chores and they're not done in the same way to your point that you could do them perfectly. Can you talk about both of those? For sure. And, you know, this one, I say that I came up with this on my own. Not, I love to read the how to raise the, an adult book that hope is talking about is great. And I loved it. And it was super eye opening for me. And I don't remember which book it comes from, but, but one of them said, when you are doing things for your kid, um, like packing their lunch or, um, doing their laundry or, um, cooking or picking up after them, anything that they are capable of doing. And these kids know what they're capable of. They may not know how to do the laundry, but they certainly have observed you long enough that they are looking at it and thinking to themselves, that doesn't look so hard or how complicated can it be or whatever it is in their minds. And so when you do that task for them, it tells them in, um, you know, obviously not an overt way, but it's just a, a very subtle message that, I'm doing it because you can't. 
And that's certainly, I'm telling you, when I read that, I was like, because there was a lot of times where I was doing it out of love or I was doing it, you know, because you love them or you felt like it was right. I'm helping that horrible tour or all the things. Yeah. I'm super fast at it. Watch me do this. Watch how fast I can do it. That sends the message that, oh, look at me. I'm so proficient and you are not. And they lose confidence in themselves with this subtle message. So the book encouraged me uh, and I have shifted gears and, and, and I try to do this as much as I can. I keep trying to remind myself that my message should be, yeah, you can do it. You've got this. I'm right here. I'm, I, be- I believe in you. I believe you can do the laundry. I believe you can make your own, make your own lunch. I believe you can uh, place your online order for food. You know, um, my, my daughter has a, a school where she has to pick her meals for her lunches. And I'm telling you, I was doing it because I thought I was supposed to, you know, on the school thing, it says, parents, here's how to do it. And one month I missed it and I missed her smoothie day. And she's like, mom, you missed smoothie day. I wanted the Bahama breeze and you missed it. And I was like, oh, oh, from now on. We won't have that day. Be my guest. One of my very, very favorite, there's so many things I love about you, but one of my very favorite things that I think you're really gifted at, um, and I'm not going to say it again, so just be grateful. That's right. That's okay. This is being recorded. Is that, uh, <laughs> is that you really are able to use humor a lot in your family to be able to energize them around and galvanize them around doing things. And so the other comment I'd love you to share with everyone is what you talked to me about recently, just when we were chatting about how you're handling dinner time during this time. And then I want you after that to go through the list you gave me of just some examples per age, just quickly of things that people do with their kids as a start, and then we'll close. So tell me, tell everybody about (laughs) what you're doing with your family for mealtime. Now you have teenagers, so to be fair. I do. I do. So I will preface it with that. I have got um, an 18 year old and a 13 year old, but both of them have gone through their year of cooking. So they are well equipped and very knowledgeable in the area of grocery shopping and, you know, meal planning and cooking and cleaning the kitchen. So they all know how they both know how to do that. We've gone through that time. And so I just, I am, I'm just really kind of tired. Maybe it's because I've been in the house more than I have been lately, but I'm so tired of them asking me what's for dinner every single night. Like stop, stop because they, it's like they wake up and they ask me what's for dinner. And I'm thinking, wait, what about breakfast and lunch? What have you covered that? But it's fine. And so one day I just mentally, I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to answer that question. And then an epiphany came to me, which was I have four people in my family and we cook four nights a week consistently. Now there's some, you know, sometimes on the weekends we just get busy or whatever. So I just decided for four nights, I'm going to divvy those up. I take Monday, Jack takes Tuesday, Matt takes Wednesday and Kate takes Thursday. And it is their job and good news. They have all day because they're at home. They have, all day to think about, plan, prep, 
cook the meal so that really what's for dinner is only my question on Monday. And on Tuesday, I don't know, sucker, whatever. Oh, you're out. Are you there? Don't lose me. No. Hey, whoever cooks the best meal those nights is, um, wins on Friday, you get to pick where we go out to eat. Now, of course, because of this, this COVID thing, we are, uh, just frequenting a local small business to, for take. Carla, pause one second. Your, um, your video is going out just a bit. I don't know why. Are you there still? I am here. Yes. Now I can see you perfectly. And neither one of us moved, so I'm not sure why. But the part that was missed a little bit, it's okay. The part that was missed a little bit was, is that you said, and it was just a brief little blurb, but you said that everybody judges at the end of the week who won the week. Is that right? That's right. Okay. That's right. We decide who wins. And what's funny is my 18-year-old, he's a senior, teenager, the whole thing. And the first week... He has Tuesday, so he decided that he would cook everything with a tea, which is a little bit weird because I can't even remember what happened anymore, but somehow he, whatever he cooked didn't even start with tea, but it had a tea in it, so he pronounced the tea super strong and called that, you know, well, that counts or whatever. And what's funny is he's competing like we're on Iron Chef or something, and it's really I'm the victor. Like every day that I don't have to cook, I'm the winner. So on Friday at the end, you know, one of these yahoos is like, I won. It's so great. And I'm just thinking, yeah, you won. I love that so, so much. And that is the thing too, is that over time when your kids do chores regularly that are or aren't leaked to allowance, because of course every family can choose what they want to do. They really are developing a skill set of excellence. Respectfully, a lot of these skills are not difficult. They just require practice. None of us really had that's a right. class. God knows you couldn't cook when I met you. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. So um, I'm kidding, but um, hilarious. I'm not, but, um, but there's, there's a level of experience that, that, that really does create excellence. And so, um, so tell me as we kind of close out, what are the chores that you think just as a brief, cause we can post this on our site too, of just sure. things parents could be doing in the next couple of weeks when we have the luxury of adding this to our expectations as a family it's just so precious there's no there's no activities right now so there's no reason right. this could you don't have to play a game every night but there's no reason what couldn't kids do at different ages just share it with my families before we go all right I will do that and then I will also circle back because I forgot to a- answer one of your questions which was um you know when the kid doesn't do it up to your expectations oh, yeah. so I want you to do that do that first and then do the expectations. yes so the goal here is contribution, not excellence. It is not even mastery. At some point they will master it. So when I, when my uh, daughter started her cooking year, um, she only cooked one night a week. So don't think it's, she's cooking every single night, but she, it was her job to cook one night a week 
and she a lot of um, chicken nuggets. In the beginning, we had mac and cheese. You know, we, we had things that were not necessarily what I would cook. Or my daughter also, um, one day, she this was after the fact, but she told me um, that for her lunch, I'd asked her, you know, she's supposed to pack her lunch. And one day she got up late and didn't pack her lunch. So she brought the bag of muffins that I had left over from breakfast the day before. And that was her whole lunch. She stuffed the bag of muffins in her lunchbox and jollied on to school. And she told me that, um, sort of proudly because she said, you know, all my friends think that is so great because they all have vegetables in their lunch and they think it's great that I have muffins. And I was just like, oh, oh, honey. And so, yes, when you institute these, you will have these times where your kid does not do something that is exactly up to your standard. And that is a good opportunity as well to teach Um, and so, you know, you just, the goal is that you are not cooking that meal or you are not packing that lunch and they are, and it's, they are learning personal responsibility. And from there you can tweak it so that, you know, you maybe require them to cook at least one protein and one vegetable and only one carbohydrate, you know, like you can do the food pyramid after they kind of get their um, sea legs under them a little bit. But the goal is to just have them realize that they can do it. It is not as hard as they think. It is not adult work. It is. And that their family needs them, right? That's right. Exactly. Like we count on you to cook that, that meal when I, and you know, I also, I, I, I do use humor a lot, but I also try to reinforce where I, um, when they're doing something good during this, um, thing where the kids are cooking their meals, I have said, Hey, I'm really thankful for you guys cooking these meals because now when I get home from work, I work at an essential place. So I have to get out still and work. And when I get home, I don't have to worry about cooking or I will say to them, um, you know, that's so great because I was able to stay at work a little bit longer, which really helped so-and-so, um, and because you guys cooked, I was able to contribute in a different way. Thank you so much. You know, that's the message. And so I, in, in the beginning, um, young kids, they can sort the laundry. You know, they know their colors, right? When they're little, they can sort the laundry. They can cut out coupons. You don't have to use every coupon they cut out. Or if they sort the laundry and they do it wrong, well, they're going to toddle on. And then you can just fix it for them, you know, just kind of fix it. So the point is to get them, hey, thanks for helping this. You did a great job. Then as they get up a little bit older, they can set the table. They can empty trash cans. Um, You know, they can lug that little thing out to the out to the curb at the trash. Um, They can vacuum dust. Does it have to be the world's greatest vacuum job? No way. But they did it 
and they'll be proud of it. And as long as they worked hard, you can celebrate them. So, oh, this is so great. Thank you so much. Our house was dirty and now it's clean. And, and let me add just briefly that um, for my parents who really worry about pleasing their children, just quickly, whether your children like doing chores is not important, right? Because we don't typically, I mean, some, you know, some people like it, but most people don't really find that to be their sustenance the day. So try not to get distracted when your child complains or does it with an attitude that is difficult. That's not the goal is them liking the child. Would you agree with that? Do you handle it in that way too? Absolutely. Again, you know, you're raising adults and one of the things that you have to teach them more than anything is there's going to be a lot that they're going to have to do that they don't like. And so, so they're, to, you got to get them ready for that attitude to say, hey, you know, yeah, I know vacuuming is a little bit boring or cleaning the potty is a little bit gross or yeah, we really do go through a lot of cups. Like if we set the example that we really were whistling while we worked and, you know, just going through doing chores because it was amazing, they're going to, they're going to be in for a rude awakening as an adult. And they're going to think maybe even, what am I doing wrong? My mom used to have a good attitude with, you know, like we want to communicate. Yeah. You know what? Cleaning the house is not fun. So let's all chip in. Let's all do it together so that we can get it done and move on to the fun part of our day. But just not liking it isn't a reason to not do it because how, you know, as an adult, if that were true, I mean, a lot of my parents give in at that point. Just forget it. I'll do it. And I just want to encourage you guys that there's a time where we're really looking at this pandemic moment. And the whole point of this podcast is to consider a couple of different ways to think about our world. And so for those of you who are still wrestling with the why or the is it necessary or do we have time, all of those things are things you can contemplate. And I will tell you that my children, they may not love Charla for it, but in general, um, she's really shifted in many ways things that I did not think my kids were even capable of doing. And if you guys want to learn more about how she operates, ways in which she teaches children about finances and money. Oh my gosh. It's so good. The stuff is really good. This is not even, this isn't even really doing it justice for the record, but anyway, you're, um, I'm going to link her website um, on, onto our podcast today. You're welcome to check her out or not also fine. Won't hurt my feelings, but um, fine. I just cannot tell you how much I appreciate your time tonight. It has been huge, and I hope it's helpful for some of our parents who really just need another task for their kids to do during the day. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, m- now is the time. I My kids are, have already passed this time, but I remember the f- I can't, something happened where we had a, a period of time. It wasn't like this, but it was where Jack was home during the day, and he was super bored, and so that's when he learned to, t- to type. I'm like, hey. Good news, learn to type. Why? Because it is a critical skill. They don't have time to teach it in school, but yet the more efficient you are at it, the more you can get stuff done. And so I just set him right there and had him learn to type. So I do encourage you guys to, I know it's going to take a little bit more time um, and a lot more patience for you to kind of walk with them as they are practicing adulting. But I hope that you 
will be encouraged by this idea that when they launch out into the world, they are going to be, they're going to do it with confidence and with a sense of peace and um, knowledge that you have been building in them all along. Because, you know, you, you can't wait until they look like adults to start treating them like adults because it's too much. There's so much for them to learn and there's a lot they're learning in school. So I do encourage you to start slow, pick just one or two things and, and, and teach them as they grow so that you're not trying to teach them in high school or worse. They don't learn until they're on their own and, and they're no benefit to society. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. All right. Bye. Uh, Charla, um, stay safe. Yes. You okay. Got it. Thanks. Appreciate that. All right, you guys. Thanks for this episode. We will uh, be back next week for something else. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>